0: Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew. If you've been with us on these Friday nights for the last several weeks, then you know that we have been teaching and ministering on the subject of healing. And we've been getting good results, too. Good testimonies. You know, uh, people being snake bit and not dying... That's like the book of Acts, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, we've got children receiving their healing and adults. And uh, it's the will of God. I mean, a big part of Jesus' ministry was healing, wasn't it? If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, big part of His ministry was ministering to the sick and to the oppressed. And how many believe He has not changed? If that was His will then, then it's He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we've been... Uh, taking one by one the individual accounts of healing in the four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you'll find there's only about 19 individual accounts. Now, there's a lot more people in that got healed. Sometimes it says multitudes were healed. But there's only about 19 where we're told what was wrong with the person how they came to Jesus, what they said and did, what Jesus said and did, how they received their healing, how he ministered to them. And Jesus is the same today. I mean, what worked for them then will work for you now. So we've entitled this series, Receiving and Ministering Healing, because we're looking at both sides of this. And I'm glad for the people that have been here, and if you know somebody that's interested in being involved in the church in the area of healing, and they haven't been coming, then you need to tell them to, to stir up and get here, because we're going over in detail how to minister to people, right? And so uh, we're glad you're here for that, and people are both learning to minister, healing, and learning to receive. So we've been over, I guess, how many now? Eight? I think it's eight. Eight? We talked about, I'll just go over them real, real briefly with you. We talked about the healing of the leper. You remember that? Now, if you weren't here, tapes are available of all these. And uh, it might help you to get them. Uh, secondly, we talked about the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. Remember how she got healed? Number three, the man that was uh, paralyzed that the four people brought and tore off the roof and got him into Jesus. He was healed. Number four, the nobleman's son who was healed number 5 the man with the withered hand can god heal withered hands yes he can and number 6 the centurion servant who was healed and number 7 Jairus's daughter was healed number 8 last week the woman with the issue of blood after hemorrhaging for 12 long years Spent all she had, suffered many things of many physicians. Luke said she couldn't be healed by any doctor. Nothing bettered, rather grew worse, yet in one touch. Hallelujah. She touched the hem of his garment, power flowed into her, and that hemorrhage stopped. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus said, daughter, be of good comfort, your faith has made you whole. How many believe if her faith would make her whole, your faith and my faith would make us whole? Well, let's go on tonight to number 9. In Matthew 9, Matthew the ninth chapter, and it's only recorded here in Matthew 9. We find the healing of the two blind men. Matthew 9. Are you ready? Anybody ready besides me? Man, I like to talk, I'd rather talk about faith and healing than eat when I'm hungry. And I like to eat when I'm hungry. How about you? Do you like faith? Well, of course, I've done this a large part of my life. I mean, I've probably ministered more on this subject than any other for years and years and years. That's what I did from early to late, sometimes two or three times a day. And I tell you, you couldn't beat it out of me with a ball bat. If You come and say, well, now, brother, I just don't believe God heals today. Well, you never get me to agree with you. I've seen too much. Amen. Well, now, brother, I just don't believe it's God's will to heal all. Well, you never get me to agree with you. Because I have seen too many people healed and know a little bit about how it works. Amen. And it's not haphazard, and it's not nobody knows. There are principles in the Word of God, and if you do what He told you to do, how many know He will do what He, he said will. He would do? Amen. 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 Well, here in Matthew 9, we read about the healing of the two blind men. And we start down here about verse 27. Now, before we read, uh, let me pray, and let's release our faith. You didn't just come here to play church tonight, did you? Now, you're serious about this, right? I mean, why come to church just to mess around? Let, let's, get, let's get the job done. Amen. If folk are lost, let's get them saved. If folk are powerless, let's get them filled. If people are oppressed, let's get them set free. If they're depressed, let's get them full of joy. If they're sick, let's get them healed. If our God's as big as we say He is, then there ought to be people getting fixed. Amen. Said out loud. I believe. God answers prayer today. I believe. God still does miracles. He can do anything. And I believe he will. Let's pray and then we'll read this. Lord. We honor you tonight in this place. And we believe you are the healer. And you know anybody in this place that's hurting. Or has problems. Spiritual. Mental. Emotional. Physical. Financial. And we proclaim. You are the answer. To all their problems you are the solution you are the healer we invite you in this place tonight and say lord move among the people by your spirit move among us and manifest your presence and your healing and change bodies and minds and spirits and do it in such a way that you'd be the most seen and exalted and get all the glory to yourself Open everybody's eyes to see and everybody's hearts to receive. And we'll not be hearers only, but we'll act on your word and be doers of the word. We know as we do, we will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 9, 27. Are you ready? Nine twenty-seven. When Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? You know, Jesus was always asking people what they believed. Yes. Wasn't he? Yes. Wasn't he? Yes. You, you remember uh, on another occasion... He turned to his disciples. He said, who are people saying that I am? Remember that? And they said, well, some people are saying that you are Elijah. And some people are saying that you're that prophet that should come. And some people are saying you're John the Baptist, risen from the dead. And and what did he say then? He said, "What, what do you say? In other words, what? What do you believe about it? You know, it's not enough to, to, to say, well, our church believes. Our denomination believes. Well, mama always believed. In the wilderness, when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, what did he say? Hmm? Did he say, well, uh, rabbi so-and-so teaches. We at the synagogue hold this position. No, it is written. Did he know what he believed? Was it based on the Word of God? Yeah. You know, people believe all kind of stuff based on nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Well, now I just believe so and so and so. If you ask them why, why you believe that? Well, I just always have. That's just what. Well, what is that? That that means nothing. You understand? And people will get miffed about, well, now, I've got a right to believe what I want to, just like you've got. No, brother, you don't have a right to believe anything you want to believe, if you're a Christian. I don't have a right to believe just anything I want to believe. How many understand, this is our guide. Amen. Amen. The Word of God, our believing is to be based solidly on this. Anything else is just somebody's opinion. And I don't care who they are, might be good people, but don't build your faith on somebody, anybody's opinion or experience. Hmm? Nothing is solid enough and true enough and sure enough to build your faith for life on except this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but this, this is going to stand. This will get you through the rough things. Amen. Amen. The rough places in life. You must know what you believe. Ahead of time. I know of a guy I grew up with. He and I wound up. We'd have never thought it. When we were ripping around the country being boys. We'd have never thought it. But he and I both wound up in school for ministry. It shocked both of us. It really did. I mean, if you'd have known us, I had no intention of being a preacher. None. None, but God knew. And this, this running buddy of mine, same thing with him. And eventually we wound up in different schools. But uh, he and I were discussing something one time, because he was getting actually a higher degree than I was in my education, and I wanted to see if I would missing out on some things. And I said, well, you know, what about such and such subject? And he said, well, now he's, he's probably changed some on this since then, but at this particular time, this several years ago, he said, well, he said, Dr. So-and-so. In his book on such and such, he holds this position. But before he could get there, he said, but other doctor so-and-so in his book on such and such holds this. And it was a completely different belief. And he said, but on another, other third doctor so-and-so, he gave me about five doctor so-and-sos and about five different opinions about what this was. And I said, well, what do you believe about it? He said, well, Dr. So-and-so has some merit in his position, but other Dr. So-and-so has some merit, and but other, and I thought, buddy, I hope you don't have to stand in this area anytime soon because you don't know what you believe, right? and it's no good in the wilderness when you're under the gun or when you're dealing with temptation and you say well mama always said or, or in our denomination we believe that that's not going to cut it you got to be able to stand there and say it is written amen, yeah, right. amen. and you know it's written amen. and you're fully persuaded amen. that's the people that will stand that's the people that have dug deep amen and built their house on the rock you know what the rock is? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shake you just a little bit. It's not just the Word. You go back there and read it sometime. It is being a doer of the Word. That's what the rock is. Amen. It's not, it's not just the Word. It's being a doer of the Word. That's what plants your house on the rock. Well, let's keep reading. He said... Jesus asked them a question. What do you believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? What'd they say? Yes. Huh? What'd they say? Yes Lord. yes, Lord. That's why they're in the book here. <laughs> then, well, you understand, if they hadn't had faith to receive, there wouldn't have been anything happening and they wouldn't have been in here. Right. Then touched He their eyes. Touched. Yes. And He said, what? According to your faith, be it to you. And their eyes were opened. Glory to God. How many believe this really happened just like this? This is no fairy tale. This is no story that just been passed out. These two men lived and existed in this day just as really as Jesus lived and walked in this day. Were they really blind? They were really blind. Could not see. And in a few moments time did a miracle happen in their eyes. And they could see. Huh? Does that make you happy? Can God still do this? Does he want to still do this? Has he changed? No, he never changed. People change. People say stuff has passed away. People quit believing but that didn't change God. He's the same. Did they really begin to see again? Their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad as fame in all that country. Went around and told everybody anyway. Let me read this to you out of the uh, living, and then we'll begin to break it down by verse. In the living translation, it says it like this. Jesus was leaving her home. Two blind men followed along behind, shouting, O oh, son of King David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Everybody say that out loud. Because of your faith, it will happen. And suddenly they could see. I like all of that, don't you? Suddenly... Suddenly, I like suddenlies. It was like this, and then suddenly. It was a different way. It was a different way. Things can happen so fast, can't they? I said, things can happen. We studied about last week. That woman was 12 years. Now, that's a long time to be hemorrhaging and in pain and go through all the stuff that she did. 12 years, but in a moment of time, when she touched, the next thing you know, suddenly... Hemorrhage is gone, it's all dried up, she feels in her body she's healed, standing up testifying. After 12 years, I don't care how long it's been that way, how many believe it can change suddenly? It can change quickly, if you believe, if you believe. I've had the privilege of laying hands on a lot of people and praying for a lot of people, and I've seen some suddenlies. I've seen some uh, recoveries over a period of hours and days and weeks and some even months. But I've also seen some suddenlies. I know I uh, prayed for a lady one time, deaf in one ear. And I mean when we laid hands on her, deaf in that ear, took the hand off, she could hear a watch tick. Just like that. Suddenly, there was a a woman one time, had a big growth on her wrist, about as big as my fist almost. And I, and I put my hand on that, and we cursed that, commanded it to go away. I felt it collapse under my hand. It was pressing against my hand, and all at once I could tell there's space Amen. under my hand. I took my hand off. It was flat, just like mine. She said, it's gone. I said, I know. <laughs> I see that. And we shouted. Everybody say suddenly. Suddenly. I don't know if I believe. I didn't ask you to believe it. I was there. I don't need convincing. I was there. Amen. Amen. But if you want something to happen for you, you better believe it's possible. You better believe God does things like this. Amen. Amen. I've had people tell me, you know, they don't believe in miracles in this age. I tell you what, when you need a miracle, you'll believe in them. Huh? Huh? We've had some people before, they, they weren't from our particular group and they didn't particularly like us, but they got in trouble. And the doctors told them there was no hope. And people told them there's nothing could be done. And next thing you know, they start calling us. Amen. Why? Well, no need start calling their bunch because they don't believe in miracles. Right? right? No need calling the folks that preached against it. Amen. Hmm? Amen. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, he that walks with wise men will be what? wise but a companion of fools will be destroyed you know what if you walk with people that believe in poverty well you'll be in poverty what if you walk with people that don't believe in miracles you won't be bothered with them right you ought to find some folk that believe in miracles find some folk that believe in prosperity that believe in healing hang with them talk to them amen shout about it and iron sharpens iron and you can tell them what you believe and they say yeah I believe it too and Shout about it. Amen. Well, keep reading. He touched their eyes. He said, because of your faith, it'll happen. And suddenly they could see. And Jesus sternly warned them not to tell anyone about it. But instead, they spread his fame all over town. Now notice verse 27. Look at it verse by verse. Two men followed crying. One translation says they kept calling out. Another one said they shouted loudly, and they said loud, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, Son of David is a term that identifies Jesus as the one who should come. It's a very respectful term, and it's a term confessing faith, that he is the fulfillment of Scripture. But turn over a few pages to the 22nd chapter. Same book of Matthew, and I want you to notice a very significant part of this "Son of David" phrase. Matthew twenty-two and uh, forty-one, twenty-two forty-one. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, "What think ye of Christ?" Now, now, what does the word "Christ" mean? Anybody know? Christ means the anointed one. The anointed one. What think you of the anointed one? Whose son is he? And they said what? Son of David. The son of David. So another way of saying son of David is to say what? Christ. The Christ. The anointed one. So when they're calling on him Jesus. Jesus means savior. Savior. Thou son of David means what? The Christ, the anointed one. So in other words, they're saying, Savior, the anointed one. Have mercy on us. Everybody say Savior. Savior? Anointed One. What what is the healing power? What was it that changed their eyes? Something had to change in their eyes for them to go from blind to seeing. You know, sometimes People get so hung up on the natural and on natural science and on walking by sight. If they can't figure out how it could be changed, then they use the words impossible. Well, the spinal cord has been severed, so it'll be impossible for them to ever walk again. Said who? Said who? Who made the body? Does the maker say it's impossible to walk again? No. No. Well, spinal cord cells don't regenerate. Says who? Huh? Says who? All things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. If you believe your spinal cord can be regenerated, then it can be. If you want to believe it can't, then for you it can't be. No. If you believe that you damaged your liver and damaged your glands with drugs and abused them when you were younger and you just have to put up with these problems, then you'll just have to put up with them. But if you believe God can fix what you so foolishly damaged. Well, man, I used to drink all this. I drank and drank and drank. I've damaged my liver and I guess I've made my bed hard. I just have to lay in. Hey, God is a healer. And listen to this now. If you always did everything right, you wouldn't need any mercy. That's what mercy is all about. What did they ask for? Jesus, Savior, anointed one, have, mercy. have what? Mercy. mercy. You ever heard anybody feeling sorry for themselves and say, What did I ever do to deserve this? You ever heard that? What did I ever do to deserve this? You know what the answer is? Lots. (laughs) Plenty. Do you know that? If you and I got what we deserved, have we sinned? Y'all awake? I am talking to human beings on the planet earth, right? Have we sinned? We've all sinned. We've all missed it. We've all come short of the glory of God. What's the wages of sin? Yeah. Death. If you and I got what we deserved, we would be broke. We would be oppressed. We would be sick. Our, all of our short, miserable life, we'd die prematurely and go to hell. That's right. If we got what our sins deserved. Right. So let's don't talk about what we deserved. <laughs> let's talk about mercy. mercy. Yeah. About how Jesus took what he didn't deserve. That's right. So he could give us by faith what we didn't deserve. He took our sin, we get his righteousness. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses and carried our pains so we could get healing. Do we deserve it? No, but we get it. He became poor so that we could be rich. The list goes on. Everybody say mercy. mercy. This is not the only time this happened. If you've read the New Testament, read these gospel accounts, of course, everybody at Faith Life Church... Has. Right? Cause just in the little over a year, we've already read, you know, the gospel account. We're getting into John now, but we've, we'll soon have read those twice already in the last year. Everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day. Am I right? Huh? Everybody's not convinced. Now, let me go over this real slow. Everybody at Faith Life Church reads a chapter every day out of the new testament monday we read a chapter tuesday we read a chapter we don't read it when we're tired and worn out we read it when we're fresh we don't speed read it and scan it we read it carefully and slowly we read it out loud we read it in faith amen and we're up to what is it john 2 we read today right so monday we start on john 3 and because we all read our, our the Word, we stay full and fed, and we're strong, and we know our Scriptures. Yes, amen. And it'll soon get to the place where I can just start to talk about a verse, and you know what I'm talking about. You can finish the chapter, because you're so quick and sharp and bright and just uh, virtually scriptorians. <laughs> now, when you get through laughing, say amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> ah. how do we get into all that <laughs> son of David means the anointed one savior the anointed one do what have mercy, have mercy on us if you always did everything right you wouldn't need mercy did you hear me? You could get by on justice. Hmm? But when you need mercy, it's because why? It's because if I get what I've sown and what I deserve, I'm in trouble. Hmm? So do you, do you have to reap everything you sow? No, you don't. You sowed sin, I sowed sin, Jesus reaped our sin. If we have to reap all of our sin that we've sown, we're all going to hell. But I ain't going. you going? How many not going to hell with me? We're all going to heaven. And it's not because we deserved it. It's not because we earned it. It's because Jesus reaped the punishment for our sins and we've received His mercy. Amen. Well, He not only did that, He reaped our sickness. Yes. Did He? Yes. Anybody remember Isaiah 53 and Matthew 8 and First Peter 2? He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. That's mercy. Amen. Now see, the devil will get on your shoulders and say, Ah, oh, you've messed up and you've done this. You deserve to be sick. Well, yeah, you deserve to go to hell too. But we ain't going. Right? So do we have to be sick? You deserve to be broke. You've missed it in so many ways. You've made so many mistakes. You deserve. Just in in Phyllis in my few years. Have you ever made any mistakes in finances? (sighs) And sometimes people, you know, they want to blame it all on the devil. Oh, the devil, he's attacking my finances. The devil's attacking my finances. And all he did was dangle the carrot. And then laugh while you messed yourself up. And then you're hollering, the devil, the devil. Well, the devil didn't make you go in dead over your head and and get yourself where you couldn't even breathe and and, and make mistakes. So many times, if people would listen to the Lord, they wouldn't have done half the things that they did, but now they're in trouble. More than once, I've had to go fall on the floor and put my nose in the carpet and say, Lord, I was dumb. I was dumb. I'm sorry. You tried to talk to me about that, but no, I had to have it and had to get those, you know, 805 easy payments. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm in a bind and, uh, you know, it's nobody's fault but mine. I messed myself up. But Lord, have mercy on me. Amen. Hmm? And I'm telling you, I'm standing here before you. God has bailed me out. Oh, man, he bailed me out time and again when I messed myself Now, listen, don't just keep doing it again and again. He's going to want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's going to go, hey, when you going to start listening to me? Right? But I'm telling you, even if you mess yourself up, even if you were at a place where you shouldn't have been and you tore your car up and you'd have got involved with somebody you shouldn't got involved in and lost your money, zigged when you should have zagged, still doesn't mean you just have to live in torment and trauma and lack, friend. That's why Jesus came. Amen. So we could have mercy. You fall on your face. And you say, Lord, forgive me for messing up. Teach me and I'll change. Please, have mercy on me. Get me out of this. And I'm telling you, He will. I said, He will. He is rich in mercy unto all them that call upon Him. Isn't that what the psalmist said? He's rich. out. it out loud. He's rich. Rich in mercy unto all those That call upon him. Now what did these guys want? They wanted healing. Or a miracle really I guess. Probably it wasn't just healing in their eyes. Healing is a restoration of something. From a diseased or weakened condition. But there are times when people are born blind. There's something not in their eye. It's not there. They were born with that. Well that doesn't need to be healed. It needs to be put there. That's a creative miracle. Can God do that? Yes. Oh yeah he can. Easy for him. Yes. I said it's easy for him. Yes. Easy. Yes. And uh, they wanted a miracle in their eyes. Well why didn't they ask for a miracle? Why didn't they ask for a healing? What did they ask for? Mercy. mercy. And what they get? Mercy. A miracle. Yeah. They got mercy but they got a miracle. Right? Amen. But they asked for mercy. mercy. And they got a healing. Amen. Is healing a mercy? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Amen. Healing is a mercy just like forgiveness is a mercy. Yes. Does God have financial mercy? Yes, he does. does He have mercy for relationships? Yes, he does. does He have mercy for the body? Yes. He's called the, the Father of mercies. Isn't he in Corinthians, the father of mercies, plural, and the God of all comfort. Now what about these people that tell us that healing has passed away? What about these folks that tell us, well now God used to heal, Jesus used to heal, the disciples used to heal, but when the last apostle died, all that ceased, and that's all passed away, and God's given us doctors now uh, instead. Well thank God for doctors, but doctors will never replace the healer. No. No. Well, if that's true, what'd they just get through telling us? Healing is a mercy. And if they're gonna tell us healing is passed away, what they just get through saying? Mercies are passed away. Mm-hmm. Everybody said out loud, healing. Healing is a, mercy. is a mercy. Does God still have mercy on people? Yes. Turn to Philippians real quickly. Philippians. You turn in there? Yes. In Philippians. And the second chapter, and verse 25, Philippians 2, 25. He said, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because you had heard that he had been what? Epi was sick. For indeed, he was sick nigh unto death. He nearly died from the sickness. But. But what? But God healed him. That's not what it said. Well, no, we know. Notice what happened, but how does the Scripture say it? God had mercy on him. And. You could well and means go back and pick up the first part and God had mercy not on him only but God had mercy on me Thank you, Lord. also lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow what does that mean when God heals your family he had mercy on them and you is that right I mean when God heals your baby he heals your child he heals your husband he heals your wife he heals your mama your daddy your grandpa your friend He had mercy on the whole family, didn't he? Is he a merciful God today? Does he still show mercy? Then he still heals. You like that as well as I do? Oh, hallelujah. He's a God of mercies. Father of mercies. Not just mercy to forgive, but also mercy to heal. Mercy to provide. Mercy to deliver. Mercy. How many have experienced his protecting mercy? How many folk could be dead and in the grave if it wasn't for the mercy of God sparing you in accidents? You wouldn't have your pastor here tonight. i tell you that. Because I was all boy growing up. I had to go to the emergency room every summer. (laughs) Sew something up. Patch something up. I mean, I've gone down on bikes in the middle of wet roads and slid under Buicks, and I've gone through uh, uh, barbed wire fences at ninety miles an hour. I've done it, and I'm here. Mercy. <laughs> mercy. Everybody say mercy. Mercy. Oh, uh, I actually had a load of logs dropped on my back one time. I'm doing my log truck. The whole thing, lo- and it should have crushed me to a smithereen. Next thing I know, I'm up under the other side of the trailer. I believe an angel had to grab me and just snatch me on the other side. I mean, and you're the same way. How many can raise your hand and there's thing after thing you know you would have been dead. You would have been gone. But what? Mercy. Well, that's not just forgiving mercy. That's protecting Mercy. Mercy to protect you and spare you. And how many believe God hadn't lost any of His mercy. He's just as merciful now as He was in the book of Matthew. And He still has intact all His healing. Mercies. You can sense it in the place right now, can't you? Healing mercies are upon us. God is merciful to i don 't care if you you know wild living and and going to bars and fighting and getting drunk and acting stupid and your damaged body parts and you did stuff you shouldn't have done god 'll still heal you yes. i said he 'll still heal you. Amen. I know people that did drugs, especially back in the 60s and 70s. They did drugs and experimented with LSD and heroin and everything else until they were, I mean, their mentality was like 20% of what it used to be. I mean, they had literally destroyed so many brain cells until they just, I mean, about all they could say is, yeah, man, cool, right on. Today, they're pastors of large churches, Amen. sharp, quoting whole chapters of Scripture, running large ministry, just as sharp. God restored to them their mind and their I'm not making this up now. Years ago, they were, you know, uh, almost basket cases. I've seen him do it. That's mercy. Everybody say Mercy. 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 I don't care if your body's messed up from sexually transmitted diseases. I don't care what it is. God has mercy for you. Amen. How many believe God is merciful to people with AIDS? Amen. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Don't, don't get to categorizing things and say, well, I don't know about that. Then you don't know your God. I don't care what it is. I don't care how you got it. How you got that way. If you will fall on your face and sincerely from your heart... Ask God to forgive you, His mercy overflows. He's rich in mercy unto all who call upon Him. Can you say, amen? amen? How many in here believing with me tonight that people in this church are going to be delivered out of their financial messes? They got themselves into it, they messed up, they wouldn't listen, but God's merciful. Merciful, merciful merciful how many believe God's going to deliver people out of physical problems merciful even if you messed up your own marriage and messed up your relationships with your kids can God have mercy on that too he is a merciful merciful if you can have faith in that mercy so the devil will come and lie to you night and day oh no 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 you've gone too far I mean, you have done too much. You've been too bad. You just well to forget it. You've gone too far. When I see, why is he bringing all those thoughts to you? Because if you believe in the mercy of God, you'll come out. He knows it. God will forgive you and heal you anyway. But if he, can get, if he can get you to believe that you're too bad, you've been too mean, you've been too sorry and cruel, you've done too much, then you won't ask for mercy. You won't believe for mercy. And so you'll never receive it. But I'll tell you, these two old boys, they're a hollering. Hallelujah. They're a yelling. Save God! They can't see. Bumping into stuff. Jesus! Have mercy! Mercy! Jesus! Oh, what was that? Jesus! Over there, he's over there. I hear him. I think he's over there. Jesus! Have mercy! Mercy! Wouldn't shut up. Wouldn't quit. Now, now, get this. It seems almost, I mean, it might have seemed to them like Jesus was ignoring them. He did not respond to them instantaneously. Read the story. Keep reading. John 9. Two blind men followed him. Didn't say they cried one time. They are crying and saying. They kept on doing it. Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. They followed him right on in. (laughs) They found the door. Even if it took them a little while, they found the door. They wouldn't shut up and they wouldn't quit. Now, friend, this is something you'll find out about which we're studying how people received and how people ministered, how Jesus ministered to the sick. Faith is persistent. Isn't it? Faith won't quit. Faith won't give up. Faith won't get miffed and offended. And go, well, why won't the preacher stop? Where's he at now? I ain't running around following a preacher like that. Why won't he come to me? Did you hear that? Well, if he was any kind of pastor, he'd have come visited me. I want you to remember how many people in our 19 studies, they're the ones who took the initiative. Have, have we been studying it? Yeah. They're the ones who got... The last week, the woman with the issue of blood, did it say that she sat in the house day after day and sang, Kumbaya, Lord, Kumbaya. She wouldn't be in the book. What'd she do? In her weakened condition... She got up, She got to Jesus, yeah. pressed through the crowd. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. These four men that brought that paralyzed man, pushed through the crowd, couldn't get in the house, got up on top of the house, tore the roof off. Yeah. Are you hearing something about faith? Yeah. Faith is persistent. Yeah. Faith won't quit. Faith is completely persuaded that it's his will and that I can receive and it will not be deterred and it'll not get miffed and it'll not get offended and hurt and go, well, I tried, and I guess it's just not the Lord's will. I I don't know. Y'all pray for me. It's going to take more than that, brother, to help you out. You've got to stand up and have a backbone and you've got to make up your mind about what you believe. Amen. These two blind men came for something. And they weren't leaving without it. They bumped into signs. They bumped into people. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Jesus. Gee, oh, poop. What is that? And fall down. Get picked by. Jesus. The other one said, where's he at? I don't know. Jesus. Somebody help us. Where'd he go? He went in the house. Where's the house? Jesus. Found the door. Walked on in somebody's house. And started yelling in there. Jesus. He said I'm right here. <laughs> Jesus. Everybody say faith. faith is, persistent. is persistent. Faith. faith won't quit. Won't quit. Faith, faith. Won't get hurt. Won't get hurt. Offended. Offended. Faith. faith presses, on. presses on. How many remember Hebrews talks about through faith and patience. We inherit the promises. That word patience literally means endurance. Endurance endurance anybody can believe God for five minutes but it separates the men from the boys and the girls from the women when you just keep believing day after day and we can, and it looks like you went from bad to worse but you're un, unmoved you just keep on expecting it to happen you just keep on pressing you just keep on expecting can you say amen, amen. did these two blind men that's why they're in the book now they're in the house whose house they don't know yelling Jesus everybody say faith won't quit quit. Hmm. make up your mind even if it looks like you're being ignored even if it looks like you're not getting an answer keep pressing keep expecting stay on it how many in here is going to be rich besides me Hmm? now what if you don't see it in a week or you don't see it in a month are you on the track now see people try stuff they say well I tried that tithing stuff and you know, after six months, I was in worse shape than I was before I started. And I tried it. No, no. It tried you. And you failed. You gotta make up your mind what you believe. And you stay in it, feel better, feel worse, look better, look worse, day after day, week after week, because you believe it. You've already, you're not trying it, you believe it. Your heart's settled, your mind's made up. Right? This is the word. It works. And I'm going to stay with it till I see it. They followed him right on in the house. And yelling, he said, okay, hey, hey, guys. Here I am. I'm right here. They said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. He said, okay, okay, listen. Do you believe I'm able to do this thing? And there was Silence. And they said, well, our preacher says that sometimes it's the will of God and sometimes you just never know. And we just have to leave it with Him. You do understand millions upon millions of Christians do not believe that it is always God's will to heal. You understand that? Whole denominations... Millions upon millions do not believe it is always God's will to heal. And people will tell you, well now, brother, well now, I just don't believe it's always God's will to heal. Okay, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? Well, because you see a lot of good people love God and they pray hard and they didn't get healed. Okay, then it's not God's will to save everybody either then. Because we see people, sometimes good moral people, and they, you know, treat the law-abiding citizens and die and go to hell. So it must not have been God's will to save them. Because if it would have been God's will to heal them, they'd have been healed, right? And if it would have been God's will to save them, then they'd have been saved. So since they weren't saved, if not being healed proves it wasn't God's will to heal them, then not being saved proves it's not God's will to save them. Huh? No. No. Is it true that God is not willing that any should perish? Is that true? But that all should come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. Are all saved? But is it still the will of God for everybody to be saved? Well, then it was their lack of faith and lack of believing and receiving Jesus that caused them not to be saved not that it wasn't God's will, it was the will of God. Well, why couldn't the same thing be true about healing? I said, why couldn't the same thing be true about healing? Where did Jesus put the emphasis here? Hmm. We've seen it again and again and again. He said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And what did they say? Yeah, yes, 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 we believe. Are they healed at this point? No. Do you think they were believing that before they came to him? Why would they come? Yeah. Now now get get this clear. Is it true these guys have faith in the ability of Jesus to heal them and they're not healed? Is that right? Can you have faith and not be healed? Yeah. Faith in what? When people say, well, so-and-so, we have a lot of faith. Faith in what? Faith for what? We, we, we studied about the leper right off. He came and said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. He believed that, but he's still leprous. What changed him? Jesus looked at him and said, I will be clean. Well, see, now he not only has faith in the ability of God to heal him, he has faith in the will of God to heal him, and he receives his healing. So he looks at these guys. Do you believe I can do this? They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still blind. And then what does he do? He reaches out his hand. He touches them. And what did he say? Then according to the divine will of God. Huh? Then according to my divinity is Jesus. Hmm? Then according to the power of God. But that's what people put the emphasis on. Multitudes of Christians. They put all the emphasis on the will of God. Because it happens to be the will of God. Because I'm the son of God. No. If he should have said that. He would have said that. If the emphasis should have been on something else. He would have said something else. What did he say? According to your faith. Be it unto you. Is that how it is today, yes, according to your according to your faith? What Jesus told last week, the woman with the issue of blood, daughter, be of comfort. Your, faith. your faith. Why didn't he say the power of God? Why didn't he say the almighty will of God? Why didn't he say what so many people are saying? Because that's not what he wanted to say. That's not the determining factor. Faith. Your faith. Everybody say your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith, your faith, faith. He said. Has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. He reaches out and touches these men. And says according to your faith. Listen to these other translations. He said as you believe. It's granted to you. Have what your faith expects. He said according to your faith. It must be done for you. William says. It will be according to your faith. The one translation says, your reward will be equal to your faith. Is this the determining factor in most people receiving their healing? The reason I say that is because there are some exceptions. There are some signs and wonders that God does. There are some things he does special where a person's faith is not even there, but they get healed anyway as a sign and a wonder. But that's not how most people get healed. Most people are going to be healed according to what? According to the will of God. it's not what it said. Now people say it all the time. But that's not what Jesus said. How are people going to be healed? What if they believe it's all passed away? What if they believe it's not God's will or time for them? Then according to their faith. That's what they receive. Right? But what if you believe. He's more than enough to do it. And I'm ready to receive it right now. And it's not too hard for God to fix a kidney. Or to clean up a lung, huh? We just got a report today. Somebody, a man was telling me about he had had doctors concerned about something in his lung. And y'all remember that night we were testifying, and I I, I told you I see pink skin in lung. He he said the doctors gave him the clean bill of health. Said that lung is perfectly clear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many believe God can clean up a lung? Can He reach inside and put a new valve in a heart? Unclog arteries in that heart. Can he? Repair damage that was caused by a stroke. If you believe it. According to your faith. Everybody say according to your faith. faith. Say it again. According to your faith. According to your faith. He reached out. And he touched them. He said according to your faith. And then what happened? Read on. Tell me what what happened. What was their faith? What? What? Immediately, suddenly, they received their sight. What was their faith? They must have believed they could see. They must have believed they could receive their sight. Because just like that, that's what happened. Now, can you say, well, God, though in his sovereignty, just saw fit to do that for them. That's not what Jesus said. He said it happened according to what? Their Yeah, but He was the Son of God. He didn't say, according to my divinity is the Son of God. What did He say? According to your faith. faith. Friend, you should be getting excited in your spirit now. Because if this works for Him, it will work for you. If it will work for blindness, it will work for stomach ulcers. Is that right? If it works for blindness, it will work for a rash. Right? Right? Can you be healed of anything? How many believe the Lord can heal people in here tonight? I mean, right now. I believe, I'm getting ready to release my faith. Are you? Hallelujah. He said, read read the rest of it. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. He reached out, He touched them, and their eyes were opened. Goodspeed says, sight, was restored. You think you would have shouted if you would have been blind and couldn't see anything out of your eyes and then all at once you can see you can see people's faces you can see colors you can see trees and leaves you can see everything. Why? He decided to heal them. Well Jesus was just proving that he's the son of God. That's not what the scripture said. Scripture says the man, the two men had faith. And Jesus said, according to what you believe, according to what you believe, according to your faith. And when he laid hands on them, I believe their faith reached into him and grabbed some of that anointing. They called him the son of David, the anointed one. They believed the anointing was there to change. I believe when he reached out and touched them, that from their insides, their faith reached up like a giant vacuum cleaner. And went, whoops, yup. Anointing. Into their eyes. How many believe the power of God can come into a body part? Does God still care about the physical body? Does he still care about body parts? How many believe that anointing got into their eyes? And if there was no pupil or no cornea or no lens or or no nerves. He created them. And they opened their eyelids. And saw Jesus. For the first time in their life. And looked around and saw other people. If He can do that, He can fix your problem too. Can you say amen? Amen. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.